Hey there, fellow learning and development professional. If you are like Kara or myself, you are juggling multiple projects to design, build, and deploy learning solutions and measure their impact. But how do you currently keep track of it all and ensure all that effort aligns to the goals of your organization? Well, there is a tool that provides a proven, repeatable process to eliminate time and costs associated with development and track budgets. It can also build storyboards and communication campaigns, organize training deployments, and with the right input up front, it can even isolate business impact so you can correlate ROI specifically with training. I might not believe it had I not seen the tool in action for myself. It's called Instructional Design Genius. Learn more at instructionaldesiggenius.com or by listening to episode 12 of this podcast, where I interview the tool's creator, Chris Straley. Special thanks to him for support of the show. And once again, that's instructionaldesiggenius.com. for Salt Lake City because we are going back to Learning Dev Camp 2018. This is the Instructional Redesign Podcast, stories and conversations about the design of modern learning experiences. I'm Kara North. And I'm Joe Suarez. As learning development professionals, it is critical for us to take advantage of any and all learning opportunities. I approach the profession through the lens of a professional learner, and conferences are often helpful to me for many reasons, but one of the biggest is just renewing my excitement about learning and development. I love being able to travel somewhere and get away from behind my desk. Oftentimes it makes me feel stale and I can get stuck in a rut, but by going to a conference, I'm able to meet folks I've chatted with on Twitter and connect with them face-to-face. Also, I'm able to see how trends are being implemented in various organizations. What about you, Joe? Why do you like going to conferences? I concur with all those reasons that you just stated. And I also view conferences as a great way to find new directions to take your personal development or just validate that you're on the right track. Uh, Probably the top reason I go to conferences now is just to meet people in person and possibly get to know them on a personal level. That's not only fun to do, but it's a way that, you know, can allow you to naturally grow your network in a way that doesn't feel so disingenuous. As an introvert, I try and make it a point to spend an extra day or so exploring the surrounding city, see what sites there are, go to some museums, that kind of thing. Most recently at Learning Dev Camp in Utah this past month, I took some time and went to the nearby Natural History Museum, which was phenomenal. They must be tripping over dinosaur bones out there because their their collection was just absurd. They even have a room that you could peek in and see paleontologists working on recently discovered bones. It was really cool to see. I have to admit that I got some sightseeing time in as well. And if you've never been to Salt Lake, I think we both highly recommend at least going to check it out at some point because there's a lot that the city has to offer for whatever your tastes are. So let's talk a little bit more about Learning Dev Camp. If you haven't heard of it, it's a conference that's put on annually by Jason Bickle and is held at the University of Utah Conference Center, typically the second or third week of June. Jason enjoys holding the event in the summer because it gives it the camp feel. 
one thing that he often says about the conference is that it is camp, so we start early and run late. I first attended in 2017 after learning about it online, and it's such a great time that I decided to come back this year and be a presenter. And all in, I had four sessions at Learning Dev Camp that we'll get to in a minute. So, Joe, tell me what made you attend Learning Dev Camp and what were your impressions? Well, I came as a first time Dev Camp attendee and speaker, just one session though. And I very much enjoyed the smaller size of the event. I walked away feeling like I got to talk to just about everyone I was hoping to, at least a little bit, and met several new people as well. And while I had the impression that this was geared more for advanced developers, that clearly wasn't the case. There was a wide range of skill sets uh, in attendance, which overall I, I found was a good thing, but personally it left me struggling a few times to find a relevant session to attend. In hindsight, I really wish I had sat in on Myra Roldan's session on getting started with VR, but thankfully she posted her resources online and I was able to go through her lessons on my own and build some basic um, 360 photo and video interactivity. But hey, let's talk about day one of the conference because it was definitely an entirely different vibe. Very orange and rock starry. You want to explain why that was? It was the eLearning Brothers Experience, or as they like to call it, ELBX. This conference had sessions in the morning that all attended and had some great speakers, such as Catherine Nelson, Michael Allen, Scott Baird, and many more. Some takeaways that I had included the serious gap between leadership training and preparing future leaders. I even won a private 30-minute session with Dr. Michael Allen, where I learned that he, like I, is an Ohio State alumni. I asked him for career advice about having a doctorate in learning and development. It was a really special experience, even if I felt it was kind of like a supervised date with an eLearning Brothers representative sitting at the table with us. Joe, what have I missed? Um, What did you think about Gene Simmons and The Mentalist? I thoroughly enjoyed The Mentalist and all his sorcery to boggle our minds during his performances at intermission and in the evening. Personally, I felt Gene Simmons in full kiss attire wasn't really a natural fit for a learning conference. I know that's the eLearning Brothers brand to, you know, rock around the clock, but it's one thing to have a gimmick like that on the expo hall floor, but he was just there the whole time, and I don't think I was the only one that found that a little awkward. But on a positive note, I did find those speakers that they brought in to be really superb. I got at least something out of each one and got super amped up to hear them on several occasions echo various things that I had included in my own presentation. That validation was really great and energizing. And you know, what more can you ask for coming out of a conference, right? Exactly. I mean, that's what we look for when we go to conferences to get that energy and take it back to our workplaces to hopefully create a spark or synergy to maybe try something new or put a fresh perspective on a current project. So let's jump back into learning dev camp. When I attended this conference last year, it changed my life. And I'm really not saying that just to be cheesy. At this conference, it was the first time that I met Ray Jimenez, and then I started to work for him as a consultant. I also started my consulting business, The Learning Camel, after getting a nudge from Debbie Richards at the conference. 
I'm very thankful to Learning Dev Camp for kind of making those two parts of my learning development life. And it's really kind of helped propel me this past year. I love the intimacy of this camp. It's about 150 folks from all across the country, with some that attended from the UK. There are a few different type of sessions at this conference, uh, including You Build It, and those are when you're led through building a product, a standard session, which explores a case study or concept, Breakfast Biz, where you are kind of more of a facilitator talking about a topic, and it's the first session of the day. They typically start at 7.30 in the morning, and Campfire Collaboration Sessions, where everyone talks about the same topic, like tools for learning, tips and tricks, etc. The camp was also special for me because my husband came with me and actually helped Jason out at the front desk. So Joe, what were some things that jumped out at you about learning DevCamp? I think the first thing was the laid back atmosphere, which I think is a part of that camp feel that you were talking about. Ray said something along the lines of it's the only conference he doesn't have to dress up for because he's among friends. And I thought that was a good way to put it. I also found it refreshing not to have vendors there, of course, other than the e-learning brothers, obviously, but you know, even they were more of a sponsor than, than what I'm kind of getting at. So there was no expo hall and there were not even tables with, with vendors there, which I think keeps DevCamp special. I totally understand why vendors go to other conferences and why organizers have them, but it can quickly become a distraction, especially in the back channel on social media. Sometimes it's good to interact with vendors, like if you're shopping around for a product or service, but to not even have that dynamic around, I found it refreshing. Yes, and I found it refreshing as well because I like to look at this conference as kind of a learning and development family reunion, and I'd like to talk a little bit about some of my favorite moments. And for me, I really enjoyed seeing a lot of my old friends like Anna Leach, and I was super excited to meet some folks that I hadn't had the pleasure of meeting face-to-face. One of those people was Myra Roldan. Uh, We had a great time laughing, and I really enjoyed her company. And also really enjoyed finally meeting Michael Shayashi and sharing beauty secrets with him. And that's an old inside joke. One other surprise at Learning Dev Camp that I think we both had is we got to meet Kristen Anthony. And if you don't know who Kristen Anthony is, uh, she actually has a podcast as well called Dear Instructional Designer. And had it not been for that podcast, perhaps Joe and I would not have came together to create our podcast. So we definitely want to give a nod to Kristen Anthony for having us both on Dear Instructional Designer and bringing this awesome duo together. Yeah, and also for her write-ups of DevCamp. So we'll put those in the show notes because she had some really good uh, observations of, of how the days went. During the Dream Crusher, which Dream Crusher is the part of learning DevCamp at the end of each day where you are given prizes. So you put your name into a randomizer, and if your name's the last one on the screen, then you win whatever the prize is. There was a dancing Groot that was a prize that my friend Anna Leach really wanted to win. And I believe that there was a man named George Hall who finally won a prize after attending Learning Dev Camp for seven years. So he broke his curse. And He's a two-time winner. Yeah, two-time winner. That's right. So I ended up winning a certificate to take the Certified Online Training Professional course 
And I think that you, Cho, you won the best and worst prizes. So do you want to share and talk about uh, some of your favorite moments? Yeah, well, first I won probably the only gag gift there. Now, I'm a practical person, maybe to a fault. I often value function over form, but this beard bib was all function and no form. It's literally a bib for a grown man to wear as he shaves. And because the other end suction cups to a mirror, all the trimmings fall nicely in the middle. In theory, anyway, I can't say I've used it, nor would I admit to it if I had. Yeah, yeah, sure. But yes, luckily I was able to make up for that by winning an Oculus Go VR headset, along with at least one or two other people as well got one. And there were many other great gifts given out as well. Special thanks to the poor guy who won it first before me, but then had to give it back and put it back into the pool because he was a government employee and couldn't accept gifts over a certain amount. So sorry and thank you. That's a little bit different. Sorry and thank you. But again, thank you to everybody that had donated different gifts and prizes for the Dream Crusher because that is one of the highlights of learning Dev Camp. And what we hop in and talk about our sessions. And like I said earlier, I had four. Um, Thursday afternoon, I presented uh, 10 things that I learned in my first year using social media to build my personal learning network. I think that wins the title for the longest uh, conference title. And I uh, was really interested in just sharing tips on how to get started because it's something I get asked about a lot. I went up against a few XAPI sessions, so my attendance wasn't what I hoped for, but I did make an infographic and um, I have all the resources for all my presentations that will be popped in the show notes if it's something that you want to check out. Um, some of my lessons I learned in my first year include if you build it, they won't come and to leave learning and development. My second session was a breakfast biz session with ID manager for Bluetooth SIG Mary Crop. In this session, we talked about women in learning and development. And this is a topic that I could talk about for hours on end. And when I was in England, I was actually able to meet the fabulous Donald Taylor, who's done some excellent research on this topic. Overall, this session was well attended, and we talked about how women can better position themselves for promotions in learning and development. My third session was another breakfast biz session with my friend Anna Leach, where we talked about our learning technologies evaluation framework called CPR, and CPR stands for Context Pilot and Report. We argue that you should resuscitate your technology budget by using CPR, as we found that many organizations chase tools versus conducting an evaluation. Uh, We did make a job aid for that, again, that you will have access to. And finally, I had a presentation with my Ohio State colleagues, Sean Hickey and Greg Nagy, called Gamification, E-Learning, and Virtual Reality. We tried to spin this differently because we actually approached these topics through our love of video games. The three of us love our video games. We're very serious about it. And we kind of talked about it. And between the three of us, we have almost 100 years of video game experience. And we even dressed up as some of our favorite game characters. So Sean dressed up as Mario, Greg was Link, and I was Carmen Sandiego. Our session was packed and we ended up enticing people in by blasting out video game music. So during this time, though, I have to say there was this nice sci-fi session 
going on. Joe, do you want to talk a little bit more about Stranger Things for e-learning? Yes. At the same time, I was holding a session. I like to think that because your session was completely booked, that some overflow came into mine. And the title was How to Avoid Stranger Things in Your E-Learning Courses. At least that's what I had the title as until I realized a couple guys from Netflix were actually there on day one. So then I made a funny change to my working title. It's definitely a talk I'd like to give again. I had several humorous and or insightful stories about how some odd things can end up in e-learning courses, or at least how people reacted to them, and how that reinforced my main point, which was to implement user experience design into our design and development cycles whenever possible. Otherwise, we get in this awful loop where we aren't refining our solutions, and they just get stranger and stranger. That is to say, less and less relevant to the point of really becoming absurd. I think that's a great lesson for all of us and a great reminder of what is really important when we design learning solutions. So, Joe, I'm really sad I missed that session, but unfortunately I had to be in another place. And from our recap, if you are having FOMO, we encourage you to test out your presentation skills. At Learning Dev Camp, I met a lady named Melissa Reese, and this was her first time presenting at a conference. And she really had great success, and she actually lived to tell the tale of presenting. There's just something about the synergy of talking about something among learning development professionals. If no one else tells you this, let us tell you to present. Remember that everyone gets value at looking under the hood to see how you approach L&D. If you're interested in learning more about Learning Dev Camp, you can check them out online at learningdevdevcamp.com. And I don't know if we have a date set for next year, but like I said, it's usually the second or third week in June. It will be in Salt Lake City, and we'd love to see you there. So signing off, uh, thanks for listening to the Instructional Redesign Podcast. I'm Karen North. And I'm Joe Suarez. Thanks for listening. I realize I say, almost like say podcast. I don't know why I do that. Podcast. I'm like, what? It just comes out of my mouth.